Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Tonight, uh, we are continuing on the thoughts and the message and going deeper uh, into what was spoken on Sunday. Uh, who enjoyed that message from Pastor Bobby this past Sunday? Wasn't that powerful? If you missed it, please go back and watch it uh, when you can um, on, on YouTube or listen on podcasts. But Pastor Bobby talked about um, the parable um, of the soil and really broke it down beautifully and uh, revelatory. And it was a really uh, such a such an awesome message and um, and what he said I, I really agree with he said that this parable uh, is the uh, maybe m- be the most impactful and insightful parable in the kingdom of heaven and he broke down the kingdom so um, really so I know basic sounds like a bad word but basic is great when it comes to speaking the word of God because we want to be able to be able to not just hear it but to be able to accept it and digest it, amen, and so that way we can see it. Uh, so it was a great word, and we're going to go deeper into that. Um, and he spoke on the kingdom of heaven because that's really what Jesus came to this earth to establish uh, was the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Jesus didn't just come to this earth to, to only die for our sins, but he came to establish a kingdom, a kingdom whose maker and builder is God, a, a kingdom that doesn't have earthly limitations, uh, a kingdom that will reign forever and a kingdom where the one true king will reign and his name is Jesus. That is why we call Jesus King of Kings, by the way, and Lord of Lords. It's not just because it sounds cool, but because it is the truth uh, that Jesus is the King of Kings. And so we're going to celebrate his name and dive deeper into the kingdom tonight. So um, can everybody stand to your feet in the reading of God's word? Uh, We're going to jump back into that parable in Matthew chapter 13. And uh, where we pick up, uh, Jesus is speaking the word um, from a boat on the seashore. Um, And he is talking about the kingdom of God. He's talking um, about the word of God. Um, And that really at that time, that offended the Pharisees and the religious leaders because during this time, um, what they thought, what they said is that the word of God, that scripture should only be taught in the temple. And that for it to be taught outside the temple was, was, uh, was a bad thing. It wasn't accepted. But when Jesus came to this earth, not only did he preach from the temple, but he preached from public places. He preached in the streets. He preached uh, in fields. And he preached from a boat. And I believe he did this because he says, now that I am here, the word of God is not contained to four walls no longer. He says, now that I'm here, the word of God is now not just for those who are in religious uh, leadership or for Pharisees. No, now that I'm here, I'm going to show that the word of God is for everybody. And I'm going to speak it profoundly in public places, not just in the temple. Why? Because the word of God is going to be in the hearts of men. And now everybody's going to be able to receive. And so Jesus, this before he said anything, was making a statement. And he was saying that the word of God is for everybody. And we pick up uh, in verse 3. Verse 3, it says, he told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. He said, listen, everybody say listen. He said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds, and as he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on, on, sh- on shallow soil with underlying rocks, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wiltered under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, everybody say roots, they died. 
Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile, everybody say fertile, fertile soil. And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Listen and understand. The title for tonight is this, is Rooted. Come on, everybody say Rooted. Rooted in the kingdom. Rooted in the kingdom. Let's pray over tonight together. Father, we thank you for this, uh, God, this opportunity we have to spend in your presence, to spend, God, just learning more about you. God, open every ear right now. God, open every eye. Father, let's be able to listen and to receive to your kingdom. Let us be good ground tonight. God, let us be good soil tonight. God, let us begin to be open, God, with open minds and soft hearts, ready to receive, God, the kingdom, God, the message, Father, words from your mouth. And God, let every distraction, God, we remove it. God, let any anxiety, God, we cast it out. Father, we are focused on you tonight, and we're ready to receive. And thank you, and we thank you for what you're doing, God, on the inside of us. You're breaking chains, God. God, you're making things, God, understandable in our eyes, so that way we can step fully into you called us to be, Father. We love you, Jesus. And everybody says, amen, amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise tonight. And y'all can be seated. Y'all can, y'all can be seated. I don't know if you've ever had this question or thought this, but have you ever, you know, thought to yourself, you know, like, why did Jesus speak uh, from parables? Why did Jesus use parables uh, so often and, and use kind of um, symbolic speech and, and, and speak in that way? Like, Jesus, why didn't you just break out the PowerPoint, right, and break everything down point by point and, and go every inch with us and, and break it down like our eighth grade algebra teacher would, right? Like, Jesus, why not, you know, why, why, why speak in parables? First, I want to say, nobody put me to sleep quicker than my eighth grade algebra teacher, all right? I mean, man, I can't even remember what that class was. It was the first class of the day I remember, and most of the time I was dreaming about other things. But like, Jesus, why speak in parables? Why, why, why was he using that type of verbiage and that type of teaching style to explain the kingdom of heaven. Well, the disciples had the same question for Jesus. They asked him this question in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10, this following after what we just read. And his disciples, they, it says that they came and asked, he said, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And he replied, he said, well, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen, everybody say listen. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Everybody say given. And then they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Simply what Jesus was was stating, he was saying, those that who choose to be listening will be given understanding that understanding will be given to those who listen like if you listen to what I say you will be given understanding but those who choose not to listen understanding will be hidden from them understanding will seem like it is slipping out of their fingers and even takes it a step further he says if you choose not to listen the little understanding you do have will be taken from you 
And not taken from you in a sense that Jesus is going to steal your knowledge, right? But taken from you in the sense that if you have understanding, but you don't understand the kingdom, even the understanding you have will be in vain if you don't understand how it fits into the kingdom of heaven. So you might have all this knowledge, you might have all these things that you understand from an earthly perspective, but if you do not have kingdom understanding in your heart, it will be in vain. It will seem like it is taken away from you. So Jesus was saying, hey, if you want to understand first, you have to listen. And if you listen, understanding will be given. But Jesus said these parables not to confuse us. Uh, I remember reading the parables when I was first, like, really studying the Word of God. I'm like, oh, my Lord, Jesus, what does this mean? Like, it, it seems like it's like I can't understand it. But the more I seeked, it sparked my curiosity when I would read these parables. And the more I seeked, the more I read, and the more I listened, the more I began to understand. And that is really what the goal of these parables and when Jesus began to taught is so it could speak, so it could spark curiosity in the hearts of men. Because the curious believer will be the one who will go and listen so that they can understand. Because a complacent believer, they will not listen to what is being spoken if they are satisfied with what they know. Like if you're satisfied with what you know tonight, you're probably not listening to what I'm saying right now. Because you're probably saying, I've heard this spoke many times before. I've read this message many times before. I already understand what's going on. So you're probably not listening. Therefore, you're probably not receiving. But if you're a curious believer in the house, and all curious means is this. Being curious means I'm not satisfied with what I already know. I'm hungry for more. That's what curious means. And so God does that so we can be curious believers so that way we are not ever satisfied with what we know, but we're hungry for more. And so that way we can listen and listen and listen and listen even more. Why? Because who knows God has an infinite amount of wisdom and knowledge for us. If we choose to listen. And so Jesus was, was really saying this in Matthew 7, 7, when he said, if you seek, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. If you knock, the door will be open. He was saying this. It's not difficult to understand the kingdom of heaven. All you have to do is be curious and listen and dive deeper into the word and not be satisfied with what you know, but be hungry for more. And if you do that, if you knock, if you seek for truth, let me tell you, you will find truth. If you seek for the spirit, let me tell you, you will find the spirit. If you seek for revelation and say, God, speak to me tonight. If you're sitting in this chair right now saying, God, I want to hear something new tonight. I'm hungry for more. Let me get, I'm going to guarantee you will see and you will learn and you will receive what you're looking for. But you have to be curious. And that's what Jesus was, he said, I'm looking for a hungry believer, curious for the word of God, who's not complacent, but hungry for more. Come on, is anybody hungry for more tonight? See, here at Riverside Church, I don't know if you noticed this, but we have phenomenal uh, teachers and preachers here at Riverside Church. And not just from the platform, uh, we have our elders are awesome. Our prayer team is awesome. Our servant leaders, we have some awesome communicators in this house. But there will never be, nor will there ever be, a better communicator, teacher, or preacher than Jesus Christ. Can we all agree? And this is why we're in for a treat tonight. 
Because what we're going to dive into is starting in Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. We're going to dive into where Jesus literally begins to break down the parable we just read. He begins to break it down from soil to soil. And he begins to explain the kingdom of heaven with clear speech, with direct words. And he literally begins to preach the parable that was just said, and he begins to explain straight from how Jesus is saying it. So is anybody ready to learn from Jesus tonight? Because we're just going to read what, he's, what he begins to say. So if you don't like this message tonight, don't get mad, be mad at me, all right? Because Jesus said it. So we're going to jump into Matthew 13, verse 18. Matthew 13, verse 18. And this is Jesus speaking, and he's talking to his disciples about the parable we just read. And he says, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. He said, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand. Come on, everybody say understand. They say he, he, they, they hear about the message of the kingdom, but they don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away, snatches the seed away that was planted in their hearts. Now, we just read in verse 11 earlier where Jesus says, hey, if you listen, understanding will be given. Understanding will be given if you listen. So he's not saying that there's people who just can't, are incapable of understanding the message. He's not saying that. As a matter of fact, the message of Jesus is the most understood message on earth. The message of Jesus, the gospel has spread it to every corner of earth by every race and by every creed. So the message of Jesus is very understandable by man. So I don't think Jesus was saying, hey, some of you are incapable of understanding. But what Jesus was said, some of you are unwilling to understand, unwilling to be open, unwilling to believe. And this happens not when, really this happens when we hear, but we don't have the faith to believe, or we hear, and we don't have the humility to say, hey, I want to learn more about this. Or we begin to, to get into a position where we hear the message, but we choose not to believe or to understand or to open up our hearts to it. And then every time a good word is planted, because we choose not to understand it or choose to listen to it or choose to dive deeper into it, Jesus said the enemy will come and snatch it away. I think there's been times even in my life where a good word was spoken, but because my mind was in other places, but because I was having a, maybe a day where I said, you know what, I'm frustrated and I'm upset, or maybe because I was thinking about what I was going to have for dinner, a good word was spoken, but because I wasn't listening, the enemy snatched it away. But whenever a message is spoken and say, God, I want to listen, and I want to receive, and I don't want to ignore what you have to say. I don't want to avoid what you have to say. I want to bring what you have to say closer to me, because here's the thing. We are all capable of listening and understanding, but we have to be willing to do it. We can't be what he was describing the Pharisees and the, and the, and the religious leaders of that time to where they heard the message, but they chose not to receive it. Here's point one for tonight is this is we can't inherit, everybody say inherit, we can't inherit what we ignore. We can't inherit what we ignore. We can't expect kingdom privileges, but then ignore kingdom principles. We can't expect the promises of God, but ignore the plans of God. 
But for us to be able to inherit the kingdom of heaven, we have to be intentional about the kingdom of heaven. I don't know if you realize this or not, but as a child of God, it is your inheritance to receive the kingdom of heaven. It is our inheritance. Why? Who was the first kingdom of heaven? Who was the first citizen of the kingdom of heaven? right? Jesus, right? And Jesus was the first of many brothers, and Jesus said, greater things you will do. So the same way that the children under the first Adam received the inheritance of the kingdom of rebellion, the children under the second Adam received the inheritance of the kingdom of righteousness. So it is our inheritance to receive the kingdom of heaven. We have the blood of Christ running through our veins. We are here to step into the kingdom of God and to inherit the righteousness that he has. But if we ignore the kingdom of God, how can we expect to inherit the kingdom of God? But I believe for us to inherit, we have to be intentional. For us to be able to step into what God wants us to do isn't for us to step into whatever we want to do, right? But for us to walk into God's ways, to walk in God's plan, to obey his promise and righteousness, we have to say this, God, I'm serious about my relationship with you. I'm not just going with the wind. I'm just saying, God, I'm going to church when I feel like it. I'm not just saying, God, I'll pray when I have time and Netflix, there's nothing good on Netflix. Then I'll pray. No, say, God, I'm going to be intentional about your kingdom because I am a citizen of it, but I want to be intentional about it. And I want to line up myself with the ways that you've given me so that way I can inherit everything you have called me to inherit. So how do you be intentional? You got to get the reps in every day. You got to get the reps in every day. And they should have a slide. There we go. You got to get the reps in every day. Every day you got to get the reps in. You probably see it already. First thing you got to do every day, we got to read the word. Everybody say, read the word. We got to read the word of God every day, even if it's just a verse. But say, God, I want to be intentional about you. Why? Because you're worth it. Why? Because your kingdom is worth it. So I want to read the word every day. I want to engage. Everybody say, engage. I want to engage in the spirit every day. What does that mean? It means, God, I want to go deeper with you. I'm going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to go deeper in your presence. I'm not just going to pray a simple prayer during lunchtime and say, hey, I'm good for the rest of the day. No, I'm going to engage in the spirit today. I'm going to go deeper in your presence today. I'm going to spend some quality time with you today. Next one is prayer. Everybody say pray. Pray over your day. Say, God, I'm going I'm to I'm pray over my day today. I'm going to pray over God. I'm going to speak your promises. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to speak your will over today. I'm going to make sure that I'm starting off the right foot by praying over my day. And then the last one is sing praises. Everybody say sing praises. Sing praises to God. I don't know about you, but I got to sing praises every day. Because there's sometimes there's a lot of problems in my day. And if I don't begin to sing praises, those problems begin to overcome my, my mind and my, and my day. But if I say, God, I see a problem. But, God, I'm going to give you praise because I know these problems compare nothing to you. 
Say, God, I know things aren't going right. I, I don't understand it, but God, I'm going to give you praises anyway. And if we get those reps in every day, and we say, God, each and every day, I'm going to make sure that I'm getting my reps in. I'm going to make sure, God, I'm, I'm putting you first. If we're intentional about the kingdom of heaven, let me tell you this. You are going to inherit every promise. You're going to inherit every, everything that God has for, his, for him in his kingdom. Why? Because we're being intentional about his kingdom, and we're not ignoring it. Therefore, we're going to inherit it. Come on, who wants to inherit the kingdom of heaven tonight? Go deeper. Verse 20 says this. It says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately, everybody say immediately, immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, everybody say roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Now, I don't think the issue was the sudden growth and the, and, and the quick belief. I don't think that was the issue. Because I know many people who love Jesus with all their heart and I look up to. I know many people who, who love Jesus and live for Jesus and had a powerful moment with God where they quickly turned their life around and said, you know what, I'm going all in and receive the message quickly. So I don't, I don't think that was the issue. I don't think it was the quick growth that was the issue. It was the lack of depth that was the issue. It was that they received something. They received the message, but they never let the message go any deeper than surface level. They received the message of the kingdom, but it never got deeper than the surface. And in a moment, something happened moment a problem came its way, it washed it, the message away. I said, I think that's the problem is that sometimes we try to make Jesus or we, here's where we settle with our relationship with Jesus. We settle with our relationship with Jesus by making him a surface level savior. Say, Jesus, I just want you at the surface. Nowhere else, right? Jesus, I, I'll, I'll come to church sometimes, but nothing else, right? Jesus, I, I love salvation, um, but Jesus, don't talk to me about surrender, right? <laughs> like, Jesus, I love the idea of my, I'm saved, but I don't want to surrender nothing. Right, God, I love the idea of the cross, but I don't want conviction. I, I, I want you at the surface level. I, God, I, I want you, I love the idea of me being with you in eternity, but God, I don't want you in my everyday. I, I, I love the idea that, God, I'm going to heaven. I love that idea, but God, just let me do what I want while I'm here on earth, Right? I want to keep you at the surface. I, I, I don't want you to, God, to go deep into my relationships or into my choices. God, this, this, Jesus, just be my Savior and then stay away, right? And we let Jesus, or we keep Jesus arm's length, and we just let him be a, keep him at the surface. He never gets any deeper. And then we wonder why when the first moment of discouragement comes our way, we have nowhere to turn. And it feels like our life gets ripped out. It feels like our faith gets ripped out. It feels like our obedience gets ripped out. Why? Because Jesus is just at the surface. But Jesus doesn't just want to be acquainted with us. Jesus doesn't just want to say, hey, I just want you to, you know, uh, be friends and, you know, we text every once in a while. No, Jesus wants to have a daily deep relationship with you. Jesus wants to be your best friend. Jesus wants you to be talked to him each and every day. Jesus, Jesus, the conversations we can have with him, it's not just a, a, a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's a two-way street. I'm telling you this, if you talk to Jesus, Jesus will talk back to you. If you begin to pray to him and communicate to him, 
as bad as you want to communicate with Jesus, let me tell you this. Jesus wants to communicate with you even more. He wants to communicate with you so much. It says in Scripture, he talked through a donkey, all right? Like, he wants to talk to you, all right? He'll use dreams. He'll use anything. But we have to be willing to let Jesus penetrate through the surface and say, God, I'm willing, God, to accept you even deeper. God, I want you to come so much deeper in my life that it goes past feelings. It goes past emotions. It goes past little things that can set me off. No, God, I want you to be rooted. Everybody say rooted. I want you to be rooted in my life. Point two for tonight is this, is feelings fade. Everybody say fade. Feelings fade, but roots remain. Feelings fade, but roots remain. See, if you just follow after Jesus when you feel like it, don't expect to survive the storm. If you only follow after Jesus when it's convenient, don't expect your faith to survive the cold and the winter that sometimes life throws at us. Because, see, if you go out during the winter months and you go outside and you look at all the plants, you look at all the flowers, you look at all, all the grass, what do they look like, right? Everything's dead. And from the surface level, things look dead, right? From the surface level, you're saying, let's cut this tree down. <laughs> from the surface level, you're saying everything around me is dead. But come the springtime. Those same trees, those same plants, those same flowers are, are, are blooming. It's beautiful. Everything looks great. Why? Because it wasn't dead. The roots remained. The roots were healthy and alive through the storms, through the cold. In the same way, if we are rooted into the name of Jesus, if we are rooted into the kingdom of heaven, if we are rooted in our relationship with God, it doesn't matter what people say. It won't matter what happens in your life. It won't matter what kind of storm you go through because your past feelings, your past emotions, you have something rooted in God. You have something rooted in his name. And it won't matter what life throws your way. It won't matter what kind of winter months come because you say, you know what, I have roots. And sometimes it might look like I'm down and out, but I still got Jesus. Sometimes from the surface level, it might look like I'm, I'm having problems in my life, but I am rooted, I am grounded, and I know if I just follow after Jesus, I'm going to see the fruit. I'm going to see the purpose come to, the, to, to pass. I'm going to see God's promises take place in my life. That's why we got to be rooted and grounded in God. Because if you do that, even if persecution comes, even if people begin to talk behind your back, even if things don't go your way, you say, God, I'm not just in it for the feelings. I'm just not in it for the emotions. I'm not just in it because it's convenient. God, I'm in it because I'm rooted. I'm grounded. And I have so much invested in your name. Nothing's going to scare me away, right? It won't matter what the world throws at me. That's the type of faith we have to have in Jesus. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm rooted. I'm rooted. Verse 22 says this. It says that, the seed fell among the thorns. Everybody say thorns. And this represents those who hear God's word, but are all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries. Everybody say worries. By the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. Come on, everybody say wealth. By the wealth, so no fruit is produced. If you look at that, what Jesus says, it's kind of confusing when he uses the words worries and wealth. Because to me, that sounds like opposite sides of a coin, right? Like wealth, worries and wealth sounds like it's opposite. But Jesus said worries and wealth have the same result. Because the world will tell you this. The world will tell you this. Say, you want to have no worries in life? Have wealth. 
and you have no worries. And if you do have worries, well, it's because you have no wealth, right? But Jesus was saying this. It doesn't matter if you have worries or wealth. If you don't have my name, if you don't have my kingdom, if you don't understand what I'm doing, both will be in vain because you have to understand the kingdom of heaven if you're going to bear fruit. So it doesn't matter if you have wealth because you can't buy the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't matter what you own. Why? Because you can't purchase peace. It doesn't matter if you don't, if you have, why? Because if you have Jesus, that is true wealth. He says his riches go beyond what we can see and understand. And his riches is peace, is understanding, it's joy. And those are the things that money can't buy. And Jesus was saying this, if you understand my kingdom, it doesn't matter if you have worries or wealth, I will take care of everything. And you will be able to inherit the fruits of the Spirit that no man can buy and the earth can't offer. Point three for tonight is this. Is don't let, don't let earthly problems be louder than kingdom promises. Don't let earthly problems be louder than kingdom promises. There is no scenario in our lives where earthly situations will be more important than kingdom revelations in your life. There will never be a moment in where what's happening on earth, what's happening in the temporal is more important than what is God is doing in the eternal. There will never be a moment because you better watch because the enemy will try to convince you that if something's going wrong on the temporary scale, if something's going wrong on the earthly scale, then we have to focus on that and forget about the kingdom, forget about the eternal, forget about what God is doing and say, God, I'm going to put the kingdom on hold because i got to fix some of these worries right now. God, I know you're calling me, God, to go out and, and to begin to testify to my, to my uh, people in my workplace, to testify to my neighbors, but i got to put that on hold right now because I got worries on my own and the enemy will convince you to focus on the things of the earth and not the things that are eternal and not focus on what God is instructing you to do in his kingdom but we say God I'm not going to let worries or or even wealth which is God I, I have success on the earth I don't want to lose it right God, I, I, I have some success here on earth, so I don't want to lose it by following after you. I want to I hold on to what I have because I'm scared of losing what I have. But see, what Jesus has to have is so much offered in what we could ever imagine. I know people in my life who may not have what everybody thinks that you should have to be happy, but they have the joy of the Lord in their heart. I know people who have everything that's, that the world says you need to be happy, yet are worried, yet are depressed, yet have so much anxiety. Why? Because the riches of the kingdom are yes and amen. And if we receive Jesus and he gives us what we inherit in him, it won't matter what the earth is trying to come at us with. We say, God, I'm not going to focus on earthly materialistic things. Because here's the thing. Yes, those things happen. I'm not saying those things aren't important. But I'm not going to let those things drive my decisions. I'm not going to let those things drive my faith. I'm not going to look around and begin to say, God, you're not working because look at all this around me. No, God, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on the kingdom because, yes, I am a citizen here on earth. But more than that, I'm a citizen of the kingdom first. And I'm living from a kingdom perspective and not, not judging things from an earthly viewpoint, but, God, from the perspective of the kingdom. God, I want to live that type of life. And when you have that, you say, God, I don't, I don't care what happens. I don't care who it puts me with or separates me from God. I'm putting your kingdom first. 
I'm not going to let worry stop me. I'm not going to let anything temporal stop me, God. I'm not going to let any kind of any kind of news that the world tries to, to put on me stop me. Because I don't know if you, if you ever turned the news on lately, but there's a lot of worries out there, right? Sometimes I'll turn on the news and say, five seconds, I'm like cringing. I got to turn it off. Because, oh, my gosh, like how can people watch this all day and still have faith? You know, it's hard. But I say, God, I see what's all going on in this world, and I see the problems. I see the brokenness. I see all what it seems like, man, it seems, it seems like the end of times. But, God, I'm not going to let these earthly things hold down my faith because I'm living from a kingdom perspective. And the economy might look like it's about to go down on the earth, but I know that the economy of kingdom is going up and up and up. And so I'm not going to worry about the stock market. I'm going to worry about, hey, am I being obedient to you, Jesus? I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on the things of the kingdom. I'm going to focus on things that are eternal. Why? Because I know where my reward comes from. I know who sits on the throne. I know really who I am. And I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm a kingdom of heaven. Come on, if you believe that, stay into your feet. I'm closing tonight. Jesus closes out... Um, the explanation of the soils in verse 23. And he talks about the soil that was good ground. And he says this. He said, the seed that fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. So he represents those who truly hear and understand. They hear and understand. They hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest. Everybody say harvest. They produce a harvest of 30 60 or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Jesus said, those who hear and understand, they listen and they receive. They are not just hearers, but they're doers. They listen and they understand because if you truly listen and you begin to truly understand, you have no choice but to say, God, I'm putting your kingdom first. If you truly understand the, the potency, the power, the authority, what God is doing in his kingdom, if you truly understand who you are as a citizen of his kingdom, if you truly understand that you're saying, God, I don't want to live for this earth no longer. God, I don't want to be rooted in this in temporal things no longer. I see what I'm a part of. And what I'm a part of is bigger than me. What am I part of is bigger than any nation, any government of the world. What am I part of is eternal. It's a kingdom where all the citizens are connected. It's a kingdom where God is doing something so powerful, so transformative, something that is, is so right ready for the citizens to step into that, God, I understand. And true understanding leads to true obedience. When you truly understand what God is speaking to you, that's what leads to true obedience because you're saying, God, I understand. I, I know what you're doing on this earth. God, I want to be obedient to what you're doing. And he says 30, 60, or even 100 times fold of what was planted. And here's the, you know, here's the perks of the kingdom. The perks of the kingdom is this. What's impossible for man is possible for God. The perks of the kingdom is this. 
It doesn't matter what was going on on the earth before Jesus. After Jesus, you're a whole new creation. After Jesus, you have access to a king. After Jesus, you have privileges as a citizen of heaven. After Jesus, there are things in your life that might have been dead before. But by the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, they're well and alive. He said 30, 60, 100 fold, saying this, hey, if you list, let me and my message of the kingdom be planted in your hearts and you are good soil. The things you never thought were possible, the things that you thought weren't ever going to be a reality in your life because you say, I have weaknesses, because I lack, because I have this or have that. Jesus said, no, my kingdom is greater. And what's impossible for man is possible for God. I'm going to close with this thought is that there is no earthly limitations in the kingdom of heaven. There is no earthly limitations in the kingdom of heaven. So whatever you are limited by on earth, where you are weak, now he is strong. Wherever you are held down by here on earth, you're saying, look, I messed up. You're saying, look, you don't understand. I'm not a good communicator, or I'm not a good this, or I'm not a good that. It doesn't matter in the kingdom of heaven. Because in the kingdom of heaven, there is no limitations. In the kingdom of heaven, God's saying this, I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Matter of fact, I know that you're broken. That's why I'm here. So that way I can work through you. That way my will can be done through you. That way I can use you as a vessel. So that way I can expand the kingdom of heaven. So that way the gifts you thought, that way the talents you had, that's why the things you thought were lacking, God can use it. God can expound it. And God can grow it. 30-fold, 60-fold, and even 100-fold. There is no better ground in the kingdom of heaven. There is no better ground than saying, God, I'm going all out for your kingdom. God, I'm going all out for your will. God, I'm going all out for you because I see my earthly limitations. I see that I make mistakes, and I see, God, that by myself I can't, I, I can't do everything. But with you, God, when I'm connected to the kingdom... Everything, anything is possible through the name of Jesus. Come on, every head bowed and eyes closed. Can we just pray over tonight? And Father, we thank you right now for God sowing into the God, the hearts of men, your message of the kingdom. We thank you, Father, right now that we are good ground. God, that there, right now, Father, if there's any kind of anxiety, any kind of worries, Father, that is trying to sap, God, the, the message of the kingdom, we remove that right now, Jesus. If there's any worries, God, that, that we're being like those, Father, who are, God, trying to be double-minded, trying to, God, think about the kingdom, but worry about the world at the same time, we remove that right now in the name of Jesus, God. We, God, right now, Father, if there's any distractions that are restricting us from listening and receiving, God, we remove that right now. But, Father, let us engage in the Spirit, Father. Let your kingdom begin to work. Let your spirit begin to move. God, let your peace, God, begin to be abound. God, as we begin, God, to sing out to you, lift up our hands and begin to engage in the Spirit, Father. We, God, are citizens of your kingdom, and we're going to step into every identity that has been given. We're going to step into every fruit, God, that has been given. Father, we do not want to, God, step back, Father, from the kingdom, but step forward and say, I'm rooted, I'm grounded, and I'm all into the kingdom. Come on, let's sing out to Jesus tonight. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.